This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You're listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. I'm Shaliza Vakis. I'm Afwa Ba. What's up, Shaliza? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's been good. You know what? The weather's good. It, you know, it was kind of hot, I mean, for the past couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. it's died down, comfortable weather. But mm-hmm. you know what I have? What do you have? Even though I don't go out anywhere, you know me, like, <laughs> my thing is just to sit in a parking lot in my car and just sit there. Don't judge. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just used to it. I know yes. that that's a fact. Anyone that's listening to this for the first time is like, what? <laughs> Don't you have friends? That's I have thing, plenty of friends. Though, that's kind of like a form of therapy, just to sit yeah. in your car by yourself. You, you're probably condoning me because I've been doing this like for a while. Well, I do it too. <laughs> oh, good. I'm an only child. I like being alone anyway. I got I got siblings though. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is another episode of why she does the thing she does. Anyhow, um, the thing I have is cabin fever. Oh. And you? I know. <laughs> I know. See, I don't I don't care to well, I won't say I don't care, but you know, I'm okay being by myself in a little place, but even though I don't travel, I just I'm still having a hankering just to be somewhere. And you know, now that it's summer and you know, things are always starting to slowly open up, I'm I'm really having the itch to just kind of be somewhere. Okay. Well, if you've got cabin fever or if you want to travel anywhere this summer, really you are in luck. We are joined by a travel specialist. She goes by My Wandering Voyage, but most people like to call you Olivia. How's it going? Thanks so much for joining us on Millennial Balance. Hello. I'm excited to be here. We are very happy to have you here to talk all things travel and uh, what ways we can, you know, get out there um, on a budget because I'm always about, you know, being on a budget and, you know, ways to explore local areas that are just right back in our backyard pretty much Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna kick things off olivia first off still in the pandemic sorry to say gotta tie it into everything every time uh some tips that you know will help us have safe travels during this pandemic yeah you know uh the tips i have are really easy it's uh just one thing and that's follow the advice of your public health system Mm -hmm. they're the ones that tell you to wear a mask and wash your hands practice safe social distancing, get vaccinated. So follow all the advice that they've got and then you're good. That's it. Just follow the rules. Easy peasy. Yeah. I feel, I don't know why in my head I just thought I would have to do like a luggage worth of safety stuff. <laughs> I mean, maybe like keeping the sanitizer on deck wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hand sanitizer in the, in the little fanny pack. Perfect. Yes. Ooh, and fashionable too. Fanny packs are back, guys. <laughs> I'm so ready. (laughs) All right. And Olivia, you know, we've been seeing a lot of popular spots uh, across the province, you know, just north of the city core. Uh, They've been dealing with a lot of crowds and overpopulation. Do you have any tips on how to deal with that or how to navigate through that maybe? Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's just quick talk about over-tourism for a second because it's not a new concept because of the pandemic. There's been so many places uh, like Iceland, uh, Venice, Barcelona, for example, that have all experienced really bad effects of over-tourism. And I think when the borders closed, people were really eager to get out and explore yeah. their own backyard. I don't know. I think it led to some over-tourism in some hot spots around Ontario, like Tobermory, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, Mono Cliffs is another one. And pretty much anywhere that has a beach. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Edward County, big but, one. Oh, my gosh. So big. Um 
Yeah, and like even on the outdoors front, like I'm a huge camper. I love going out in nature and hiking and whatnot. But um, even the camping reservations at Ontario Parks have doubled, which it, it doesn't seem like a lot when you just say double, but you think that, oh, they, they had about 300,000 reservations in the first half of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like nearly 700,000 reservations for the first half of this year. And, and even I remember hearing a stat where there was a, the cabin and cottage bookings for the summer were 90% booked. Wow. Which is just wild. So that's the kind of situation we're dealing with. So I think to answer your question about just ways to deal with it is, first off, um, I guess knowing that there are going to be crowds no matter where you go is, is probably key. It helps that, uh, it, for that mentality to have a lot of patience, I guess. Yeah. Patience um, is key. But you could... Yeah, totally. And you could try to maybe visit in peak, like off peak times, like uh, midweek or in the evenings. And then I would suggest if there is a crowd, go somewhere else. There are so many places in Ontario. So plan B is always going to be awesome. I think I see that's one thing that I always have to keep in mind because I'm in my head where I go, okay, plan A always has to work. <laughs> and then when it doesn't work, I just go home. <laughs> or sit in her car. Yeah, or sit in my car. <laughs> You're, you got it right, Shaliza. <laughs> um, you know, the travel industry, we have heard time and time again, it has been affected by this pandemic. But just how badly has it been impacted? And a second part to that question, are there some parts of the travel industry that have actually flourished, maybe locally? Well, to answer the first part, obviously COVID has had such a huge impact on the tourism industry and, and not just like the shops and restaurants that right now are, are feeding mostly a local crowd. But if you think about it, like part of tourism is the experienced hosts, tour operators and cruises or rental equipment companies that all fit into this tourism cycle. And they haven't been able to reopen um, even as like shops and restaurants have. So you know, I feel really bad for, for some of the companies that are just kind of sitting and waiting for the reopening plan. But, I mean, on the flip side of that, um, there's this huge pent-up demand for travel right now. As you said in your opening, um, everyone kind of has that urge to just go and, and go see things. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm so ready to pack a suitcase again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's really great news for the local tourism industry. So, Uh, People may not feel like they want to travel internationally yet, but Ontario has some of the greatest places to visit um, and greatest places to discover. So we just have to wait a little bit longer so we can get to that point. And speaking of all of the beautiful places in Ontario, your Instagram is like the perfect spot to go if you want to find photos (laughs) of places you might want to travel. So how has it been for you as a blogger trying to promote travelers to visit certain places? And is there a way that you are kind of urging them to remain cautious as well uh, during the pandemic? I can't speak for all bloggers, but I have a disclaimer on my blog that travel really isn't encouraged right now. So uh, follow all local health regulations and, you know, use it as inspiration as needed and be cautious about where you're going and think about the people that live there and would they want someone Obviously, get vaccinated. <laughs> get plugged that in wherever. I, I've been doing a lot of outdoor. I mean, I, I'm a huge outdoor person already, but I've been doing a lot of outdoor um, activities in the last year. Um, I've been hiking the Bruce Trail, which is just nearby where I live, and that's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's it's been 
doing a lot of outdoor activities, visiting local uh, restaurants to, you know, help them through this crazy time. Online shopping with local shops uh, has been has been a lot of fun. I I remember bloggers always put out, you know, like the best thing to buy for whoever. It's like a hundred plus activities uh, that you can buy or experiences that you could buy in Ontario for your significant other or family member or whatever. Um, just because I think this year we we really appreciate the experiences more than the gifts. Yes. So um, and there's so many things to do like taking a helicopter ride over Niagara Falls, for example. <laughs> like, how cool would that be to get that as a gift? Mm-hmm. Promoting it in a way that is still cautious about the public health um, regulations, but also getting excited for things that we can do when they're open again. Like, walk us through a day in the life as a blogger. Like, your photos just look spectacular. Taking a trip to your Instagram page, don't you even know? need to go anywhere. I just know. Like, that'll just, there. like, transport you right <laughs> to these amazing places. Do you have any, like, favorite, and, you know, you spoke about really liking uh, doing outdoorsy things. Do, do you have any favorites that you really enjoy posting about? And how would how would you go about posting a certain place? So um, I use Google Maps to save places that I want to go to. Uh, My Google Maps is full of little tiny green flags. (laughs) And uh, then I'll kind of maybe plan like a road trip around to see a bunch of them at one time. Um, I'll work with some local tourism boards uh, as well to help promote anything that they really are excited about. And I've been a photographer, a professional photographer uh, for over a decade now. So that's, that's one of my passions. And then I'll just kind of sit down and write. And then, and somehow I'll put like a, a 6,000 word blog post out. <laughs> and I really wonder how I struggled so hard in university to write a 1,500 word essay when now I can just, you know, punch out 6,000 words on a, on a certain area. <laughs> that just goes to show that, when you're passionate about something, it mm-hmm. is super easy. <laughs> it just flows. Yeah. So uh, I'll try and include as much information as possible um, and then link out to anything that I think is relevant. Um, so if I say like, oh, you got to go eat at this restaurant, then here's a, here's a link so that you can go book a reservation there or something like that. It takes a couple of weeks, though. So 6,000 words is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and editing the photos takes a lot of time, too. So it takes a while, but I, but I really enjoy doing it. I, I'm not a full-time blogger. I, I do have a day job, so it ends up being, you know, evenings and weekends that I work on it when I'm not traveling, which has been a lot more recently. Well, even though you're not traveling overseas, I mean, there are still a lot of great places that I know that you're probably going to hit up throughout the summer, which leads me to my next question, Olivia. Staycation ideas. You know, everybody's going to be going out everywhere across the country and even the province. What are some of your top staycation ideas for Ontario, for the GTA and for York Region? So I know that's a three-parter, but you've been doing 6,000 word blogs, so I know that you're probably (laughs) well-versed. First off, I have a shameless plug. I wrote a blog post called 52 Day Trips from Toronto about three years ago now. Um, and I've been keeping it updated. So if you're looking for some awesome ideas, that's a great place to start. If you are one of the lucky ones who have snagged a campsite or a cabin, then that's awesome. There's your staycation right there. If you're not part of that lucky crew, <laughs> there are still so many things that you can do in Ontario for day trips. If you're into hiking, then I would suggest checking out 
All Trails, uh, which is a really great free resource for checking out like trails in your area. Um, I'm always a sucker for a really awesome viewpoint. They've like uh, Halton mm -hmm. Region is a is an awesome place for seeing towering over the Niagara Escarpment and all that stuff. So. Do it for the gram. Um, <laughs> yeah, but not too close to the edge. <laughs> yes. Um, you can also uh, check out your local tourism board or local blogger for really great ideas around town. Um, we have, I think it's like 13 tourism regions in Ontario, and each one has a website that has really great information on there. Uh, some of my favorite things to do are like food trails. Chapter um, has. Yeah, right? <laughs> Stratford, Ontario has a chocolate trail uh, that I haven't done yet, but I'm really excited to in the future. Girl, you should have led uh, with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, who doesn't love chocolate? So in the fall, you got to check out the Apple Pie Trail in Meaford. That's a really great one. There's like wine tasting trails in Prince Edward County or Niagara-on-the-Lakes. Mm -hmm. um, but even like the up-and-coming wine region in Norfolk County, if you're looking to avoid crowds, that's a good one. Another shameless plug, if you love cider as much as I do, I um, I wrote a post about like a self-guided cidery tour in South Georgian Bay because we have a lot of apples up here and uh, we just like turning them into cider. Why so not? <laughs> right? If you want to support small businesses that are that have been hurting during the pandemic, I would suggest joining a local food tour. So not only do you get to eat some of like a really awesome food, but uh, you get to experience a town or a city in a way that you might not have before. I, uh, I love Spicy Jan, who runs Tasty Road Trips out of Paris, Ontario. She's an amazing mm -hmm. host. And then one for like the GTA region, the Guestware Trips. I don't know if you've heard of them, but uh, it's a woman-owned business in Ontario that really pivoted hard last summer. She does awesome trips that are basically surprise day trips based out of Toronto. And Ooh. I think she also has ones out of Ottawa and London maybe. You get sent a bunch of envelopes and you don't know where you're going and you kind of just have like a theme based uh, trip and you get to explore where you're going when you open the envelope. And these, there's like four or five different stops during the day. And it's super affordable, lots of fun. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm like salivating like, over here. Can you do part two, part three, part four? Can you just break down all the, the different <laughs> kinds of apple cider that we can get because I'm here for it? This conversation is definitely not over. I mean, I think there's so many just secret places mm -hmm. that we can sort of uncover in terms of staycations. There's so many different ideas. I mean, and you're the treasure chest of staycations yes. and travel ideas. <laughs> I mean, people can probably just hit you up on Instagram and have like 10 instant ideas that they exactly. could do back to back to back to back. And speaking of which, Olivia, where can we find you to yes. see all of these stunning pictures and amazing travel ideas? Yeah, you can uh, hit me up on Instagram. It's uh, My Wandering Voyage. Or um, read my blog, which is MyWanderingVoyage.com and Twitter at Olivia Rutt. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Millennial Balance. Thanks for having me. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. Good morning. Hello. This is Chit Chat. On 105.9 The Region on Discovery, I'm Cal. I'm Nick. Oh, I gotta say that again. My voice cracked really bad. <laughs> and I'm Nick. There you go. Uh, and you know us. You know us, right? We're the 
We're the guys who'll tell you a whole bunch of stuff you don't need to know, basically. And then we'll talk about it. You can thank us later, though. Yeah, thank us later. Uh, Nick, really quickly, did you know Queen Elizabeth's cows sleep on waterbeds? You're kidding me. She's got over 160 cows and they sleep on waterbeds. What kind of milk are they producing? No, seriously. Like, good, good, good milk. These are the... Good milk. What, what was it? Drink milk. Wasn't that the ad? Wasn't that the Drink saying for the milk, ad? Drink milk, love life. Dude, these are the Queen's cows. They gotta have something funny in them. Yeah. yeah queen, Queen's cows, yeah, they gotta be loaded. Like, they're milk and gold out of those things. Before I recently upgraded, they were sleeping on... Uh, they had better sleeping arrangements than I did. I was sleeping on a futon. I mean, you know, you've been on it. Yeah. You've seen it. You've seen firsthand. Let's not make this awkward. Let's not make it awkward. Uh, but that was just a quick one. Now, uh, Nick, now a longer one, okay? Hit me. Scientists discovered a 430 million year old fossil that looks like Cthulhu. What's Cth- What is Cthulhu? Uh, it's from the book. It's a fictional. It's the fictional uh, sea monster that looks like a like the kraken okay. kind of thing. Okay. Something like that. Like Cthulhu. So uh, anyway, it, they found this fossil. It looks like that. It's four hundred and thirty million years old. So what are they going to do with it? Uh, I don't know. It's just a fossil. I don't know. They they studied it. Now the thing is, the fossil was three centimeters wide. So it's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> not quite as big as the uh sea crack and sea monster that we've you know known in the stories but it, they said it looks like it he, the thing is cal too is if we've watched any good movies growing up we would know that when you move something like a fossil out of where it's supposed to be weird things start to tend to happen Uh-oh. so i'd put that thing right back where it came from <laughs> yeah it's 430 million year old voodoo, voodoo-ness. You move that, it's like moving a voodoo doll. The real one's going to wake up, right? Big trouble. That's what you're saying now? Big like trouble that. is coming. All right. Nick called it, everyone. Mark the date. Cal, did you know? Hit me. When a male billy goat wants to impress a female billy goat, instead of dressing up in a suit and buying flowers, he urinates on his own head. Apparently, the smell drives the female goats wild. Wow. Yeah, I got you there, didn't I? That's a that's a tactic. Yeah. That's good. Why haven't we thought of that? I'm just kind of picture. I'm trying to picture how this male billy goat urinates on its own head. That's a funny position too, because they. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a four-legged mammal. Is it standing on its head? Something, something acrobatic. It's it, it sounds like it's more uh, flexible than I am to do that. I, That's cool. Yeah, I would not stand on my head and pee on myself to impress a girl. But you have to respect anybody's reason for doing what they do. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's good. It's a good move. Nick, did you know a Greek Canadian man invented the Hawaiian pizza? Are you kidding me, Cal? Had had nothing to do with Hawaii. Uh, Gana- Greek Canadian man was his name Sam Panopoulos. <laughs> I don't know what his name was. <laughs> I do. You want to know why? Uh oh. Because that was my second. Did you know? <laughs> no.
that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. You heard it live here on 105.9 The Region. Uh, the boys didn't do their homework. <laughs> we did. We just didn't tell each other. No, but that's now. the fun of Did You Knows. That is that is the fun. Because I, I don't know if you know it. And your, your initial reaction is what sells. That's funny. And then what? So uh, you must have read this too. <laughs> Got the name yeah. for the Hawaiian pizza from yeah, the can he was, of pineapples. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was born in Greece. This Sam guy, yeah. and he moved to Canada when he was twenty, and decided to try pineapple on pizza in nineteen sixty two to attract customers to one of his Ontario based restaurants. Hawaiian pizza was born, raised in Ontario, and the name came from just pineapples, and they were called Hawaiian from the can. Yeah, they go, they go, ladies and gentlemen. He had the nasty idea. Of cracking open a can of pineapples and tossing it on uh, pizza. And people ended up liking it somehow. But what's nastier, Cal, would you say? A, a can of anchovies Ugh. or pineapples? Yeah. Ugh. I know. Yeah. The, so, I don't know. Uh, I've heard of some really bizarre toppings on pizza. We won't even, I don't even want to go there, to be honest with you. Cal, there's, there's nothing more odd about a can of dead fish on your pizza. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. It's just what? Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Serve that. Serve that at your next dinner party. That's how you get people to not come back. Yeah. <laughs> also, Nick, I saw a quick study, uh, but I think it was New York Times conducted this study on Subway's tuna fish sandwich, checking to see if it was actually tuna. So they tested it for DNA, tuna DNA in the tuna sandwich. What? It came back no tuna DNA in the tuna fish. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. I'm not surprised, really. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I was reading more into it because, like, you know, that's scary. The thing is, when I go to Subway, I love the tuna sandwich. That's all I get is the tuna at Subway. That's what I'll get. There's something sinister right? about a tuna fish sandwich at Subway. I don't go anywhere near them. <laughs> I'm kind of a hypocrite because I was like, you know, I would never get fish at a, at a takeout place. But then the tuna fish sandwich at Subway is like, boom. That's what I'll get every time. Really? I don't know. It, I, don't, I don't know. I'm hooked on the. I'm hooked on that. Whatever. That's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> no, but okay. So uh, I was reading more into it, and the thing is, like, because of like, it's the end product of the tuna. I'm air quoting. You can't see me. I'm air quoting tuna there because it's like the end product. Like it's cooked, and it's like already mixed with all this other stuff that they put in. I'm not even sure. I'm just going to say stuff. By that point, to test it for tuna DNA is actually tough, apparently. Like, it's not something it, you have to take with a grain of salt. It's not like, you know, it's not necessarily Subway being like, oh, yeah, there's not even tuna in this. Eat it anyway. Like, it, it's actually just actually tough to test it for DNA just because of the state that it's in. Like, for, for any fish. If you were to be like, this is salmon, uh, but it's cooked salmon uh, mashed in with, like, a, you know, other stuff go ahead and test it it'd actually be tough to test that apparently this is what i read so i was disgusted at first reading the headline but now i have a fresh take i'm still weary though <laughs> subway said this isn't fair i said okay well <laughs> i'm putting a pause on it anyway <laughs> until i know for certain that it's tuna okay ah, you'll still get your hands on a tuna fish sandwich yeah oh yeah oh yeah I've taken a pause for now, but in a couple of years, I'll be back there. So, Cal, mm. this uh, this upcoming tomorrow, actually, step three, roadmap to reopen. How are we feeling? 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm happy. Like the whole time I was thinking like, you know, hopefully we get at least half of this summer. You know what I mean? That's what I was like thinking in my head like way back, like beginning of the year is just like let's hope that things are back in some sort of normal open whatever uh by this time and it has. You know, we we uh went further faster we got here faster than we thought we were going to with the vaccination rollout and all this kind of stuff so it's great i'm happy i'm excited uh looking forward to it for sure absolutely and something i think uh, i wanted to mention and i think people need to keep in mind when they're going and hitting up the old pub once they're allowed to this week a lot of businesses had had employees that prior to the pandemic or during sorry might have got another job or are only working part-time. So a lot of the people that are working right now in these establishments that we love to go to and enjoy ourselves, they're all probably new, and they haven't experienced a full kitchen, or sorry, a full restaurant yet. So I would just hope that anyone going to a restaurant, a pub, any sort of local business this weekend or over the next couple weeks, just be very, very respectful and be very um, patient because some of these people have never seen a packed house. Yeah, be uh, you know, be nice. Okay, behave yourselves when you go out. Okay, I know it's new, it's it's fresh. No one's been out in a while. <laughs> okay, behave. Okay, behave. Cal, what's what's one thing that you would say you've missed doing over COVID and haven't been able to do since the first uh, lockdown that you're excited to do again? Well, I think the one of the biggest things right off was I was supposed to be the may that co like that the lockdown started that first may i was supposed to go see sebastian maniscalco live uh and then obviously that got canceled so i was just you know part of the thousands of people that had their show canceled on them uh so i think that is obviously that's like the biggest thing is like to just be in a crowd because i used to go to concerts all the time like you know that was a that was a regular thing was to just to go see go see whoever right and obviously it's been like however long now of not doing that. So yeah, I think definitely, definitely that uh, going back out and seeing, seeing live performances, whatever stand up comedian uh, concerts, what have you. I think I'm really excited for that. Me too, man. Tell me about it. I had tickets for Nickelback right before the pandemic hit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. If there's, if there's any concert to go to, it's a Nickelback concert. Not because I love Nickelback, oh, but yeah. apparently their shows are just unbelievable. No, they are. And they, are. they actually were only going to be playing the whole um, All the Right Reasons album front to back. So, psh, come on. That's everything on there. People hate on them, but uh, uh, Nickelback puts a good show on. I've seen them live at ACC back when it was ACC. And, uh, yeah, they were, they were sick, dude. They were sick. Good show. Sounded awesome. Any uh, any worries about uh, getting back out there now that stuff's reopening for you? I think me personally, it's just adjusting to everything being normal again. Getting used to having like crowds of people in one place. I think that'll be for everybody. You know, regardless of whether you were COVID's a joke or COVID serious. Um, we just have to get used to being all together again. It'll just be a weird couple months, yeah. but yeah, I feel it. I'm ready for it. It's going to be weird being in like a packed concert, but honestly, if you've got your vaccinations, you should be good. And not only that, but um, I've spoken to a doctor at the Toronto General Hospital, and he mentioned that these vaccines, a lot of people are worried about the variants. 
the variants are covered by these vaccines. The vaccines cover any kind of COVID. So if you got the vaccine, you're good. And the people that are going to be in the hospitals down the road are going to be people that haven't got their vaccinations. So get your vaccination or else we're going to have all the fun without you. <laughs> yeah, and that won't be fun, okay? I do have half a vaccination. I'm supposed to be getting the rest of it next week. And then, uh, boom. The other thing I actually miss quickly is vacation. So uh, as soon as I'm vaccinated, I'm getting sorry, <laughs> getting on a plane. Sorry, what? <laughs> Did you say vacation? Yeah. What's that? Yeah, vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you don't go to work and stuff. I mean, a lot of people have just done that. But but don't go to work and don't be home at the same time for a, for an extended period of time. That's a vacation. Something to do with pina coladas and beach and mm. yeah, sun, mm. sunburns and stuff. All right. Well, I think that's enough of chit chat for the day. What do you guys think? oh i love love embarrassing myself hey well uh hey hey hey, nick let's get out of here okay it's we're boring these people at this point i think oh absolutely and you know if you were maybe one of the people that wasn't bored over this last few minutes we've taken of your time you can check us out on instagram at a chit chat we're also on twitter at a chit chat and uh yeah that's e-h canadian a if you will Yes, that's absolutely right. E-H, chit-chat. Yeah, check us out on Instagram. Our last episode is up there. This one will be up there as well. And uh, lots of other funny stuff. Hope you enjoy. Like that too. Take care now. Okay, bye-bye then. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast. Info at 1059theregion.com.